I'm never for just talking and talking and explaining to anything, to anybody. Because it means that they are confused, eh? that they are stuck in the mind. I know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't talk and share and explain things, no. That may be help, no, because this is the only thing that people can understand. Hmm? But as far as I'm concerned, forget it. Because if you don't have a connection beyond words, hmm, that means if you're not touched by something, if you don't have an open heart, then you can talk and explain forever. Hmm? And who has that open heart that they are receptive? That's what I mean. Then you can talk. Then you can do anything then, because you have a different foundation. You have a real connection. You have an openness. You have a trust. You have a love. Hmm? Then it doesn't matter if you don't say anything, or if you say something, you know. Hmm? If that is not there, then it's just a waste. More confusion. Because mind. Hmm? The mind can only understand the mind, no? You can't understand the heart, the soul. You have to come deeper. And when you come deeper, then you understand. And when you understand, then there is nothing to explain. Mm. Then you just look into the eyes and you smile and the others start giggling, no? because there is love there. Mm. That can never happen out of explaining. <laughs> Listening. That's something else, listening. Hmm? Listening is good. That means you're receptive then. There was a beautiful mystic called Hakam Sinai. He says, Your love, your fire, made me bloom like a rose. I died at your feet and returned fast to life, a new life. My inborn freedom offered nothing in profit, but now I am free since becoming your slave. Hmm? How can you explain this? Hmm? <laughs> How can you talk about that? Huh? Try to explain that to someone. No, I am free since becoming your slave. <laughs> it belongs in a different dimension. Hmm? It's something unheard of. 
so beautiful. Hmm? Then you talk about something that is understood. No, I'm free since becoming your slave, huh? your servant, your love. This Hakam's and I, it is worth to tell you a bit about him. I like to introduce you to all these people and all this love, no? And this Hakan's and I, that was one of Rumi's big influence. Hmm? Rumi said that he had two that really influenced him the most, and that was this Hakam Sanai and another Atta. They were both these poets before Rumi. He has a very famous book called The World Garden of Truth. In the East is very, very loved. They say not much is known about this Hakam Sunai. He was an early Sufi poet in southern Afghanistan. Sanai was originally a court poet, well-educated, respected, who was engaged in writing praises for the Sultan of Ghazna. So this Hakam Sanai, he was working in the palace no? at the Sultan. That means he was very loved, very respected. And in those days, they had to have musicians and poets huh? and painters and artists. They were very highly respected because they were still respecting this kind of arts and beauty and music. So he was a very prized commodity, this Sanai from the Sultan. The story is told of how the Sultan decided to lead a military attack against the neighboring India. And Sanai, as a court poet, was told to join in the expedition to record and write about the Sultan's exploits. Hmm? As Sanai was making his way to the court and starting the journey, he passed in a closed garden that was known to be frequented and lived in by a notorious crazy drunk named Lal Kur. Huh? This was one of these crazy mystics. There must have been rumors that this crazy guy, he lives there behind this wall because they heard many times screams and songs and breaking of branches and who knows what in there. Hmm? You have different kinds of mystics. So this Sanai, he was going to the palace, no? Because he had to 
listen to the sultan's words. That was his order, no? So he was just a slave. But it's a different slave. A slave that gives you power, not freedom. Hmm? That, uh, that gives you recognition, money, fame. So this is how he lived. Then he went by this garden. As he was passing by, he heard this laiku loudly proclaiming a toast to the blindness and the stupidity of the sultan for greedingly choosing to attack India when there was so much beauty here in Ghazna. This is the mystics always remind you, why do you go there? It's always this is the grass is green on the other side. It's always something there that you don't have, that you want to conquer, that you want greed, desire, dreams. This is how just the mind is. And of course, even the sultan, who was an emperor, he had so much land, he wanted to conquer, he wanted to conquer part of India. Hmm? So this mystic, he is screaming this to Sanai, that he is just a fool for so greedingly choosing to attack India when there was so much beauty here in Ghazna. Sanai was shocked and stopped. This is how you are if you are free. You don't belong to the narrow-minded society. You are telling the truth, and the truth is shocking. Just like you said, you felt shocked. This Sanai, he got shocked, he heard the truth. And they say, not only he got shocked, he had an awakening, a satori. Because he must have been very, very intelligent, very beautiful being, writing poems, very sensitive, peaceful man. So just hearing these words, and they say, that this is one of the few in the Sufi tradition where people, he had an awakening like that. Normally, it is gradually. Like you ask, how long the ego and this guilt stays, how long to take, be transformed. It's gradually. That is more the normal way in the Sufi society, the Sufi path. But you can also have an instant. This is one of the few instances, this Sanai. He just heard this truth and it shocked him so much. It shocked him into his really true understanding, his true seeing. Yes, this is how it is. What am I doing? Then this Lal Kur proposed a toast to the blindness of this famous young poet, Sonai, who with his gifts 
of insight and expressions and beautiful poems couldn't see the pointlessness of existence as a poet praising such a foolish, stupid sultan. Again, that awakening is not enough. You have to get it clarified. Now, when you have the truth spelled out to you, after you had a moment of awakening, then the mind also starts seeing it. It gets more integrated. Hmm? So this is why this mystic, he went on. Because it was still a chance that he would go. But these words were like an earthquake to Hakam Sunai, because he knew they were true. So he abandoned his life as a pampered court poet, even declining the marriage to the Sultan's own sister, and began to study with the Sufi master. That is how truth is. It can shake you, it can change your life totally, one day to the next. Because he heard something much more real than the life of the Sultan, the poetry, even the marriage into the court, to the palace. All this was his dreams before. It was just nonsense. He had found something that was much more worth. That is understanding. How can you explain that everybody will think he is a fool? This is, I'm telling you, because it has always been like that. And it will always be like that. If you want to follow this path, be ready. Be ready to be a fool in people's eyes. And don't explain anything. Be a fool and be a happy fool. Because nobody understands this secret if you're not like a Hakam Sanai, who got touched. Hmm? Then only that crazy Sufi on the other side of the wall and people like that, they understand. <laughs> Do you think he needs to explain himself to him or to his gang? No, he's welcomed. After that, Sanai went on pilgrimage to Mecca, and when he returned, he composed this wall garden of truth. There was a double meaning in his title, for in Persian, the word for wall garden is the same word as for paradise but it was also from within a wall garden that this Sufi mystic Lalkur uttered these harsh truths that set him free and on the path to true wisdom to come home. Hmm? So the whole book was just an outpouring of gratitude to the Master. And that's how it is.
May everyone listen to the simple truth and follow it.